Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM, Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. And our top story today, with credit card debt soaring, we've got some tips to pay down your debt and spend prudently. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Jeff Pomerantz and Sharon Kopman from CARE Los Angeles. Jeff, great to see you again. Sharon, great to meet you. Thanks so much for both of you joining us on the program this morning. Good to see you, Jeff. Yeah, it, Jeff thanks for having us. Yeah, pleasure to see you, to meet you, Sharon. And, and Jeff, I want to welcome you back to the program. Before we get into credit card debt, growing debt, pandemic savings kind of shrinking, let's talk about who or what CARE is. You want to give us a quick briefing on that? Sure. CARE stands for Credit Abuse Resistance Education. It was an organization started 20 years ago by a bankruptcy judge in Rochester, New York, who saw the epidemic of young adults coming into his courtroom, filing individual chapter sevens and chapter 13s. And the common denominator he found was the lack of any financial literacy. So we started this grassroots organization that has grown to 30 chapters of the United States. We are uh, founders of the Southern California chapter. There's basically lawyers, bankers, judges, people who deal with debt on a day-to-day basis, going into young adults, high schools, other organizations, and trying to teach them uh, uh, good credit principles and, and good practices so that they don't become a debtor in uh, a bankruptcy judge's courtroom. Yeah, really important work. And Sharon, I just want to pivot to you. Uh, we're probably going to get questions. People are probably wondering, how do how do I get involved if I'm a banker, a judge, or just somebody really interested in finance? And I want to kind of help instruct the future, future generations. Sure. Like as Jeff said, we have chapters across the country. So depending on which state you're in, we may have a chapter there. For Los Angeles, you go to our website, carelosangeles.org. There is a volunteer form in there. There's information about our organization and how to contact us. And if you are in another state, we can put you in contact with that chapter. Um, But we definitely would love to have volunteers or people interested in in joining us or having us do a presentation at their um, community um, organization or their schools. Yeah, and there's certainly strength in the diversity of, of knowledge Imagine being a kid in high school, Jeff, uh, or in, or middle school, getting information from someone very experienced. Let's talk about this credit card. I'm going to call it a credit card pandemic because the, the credit card debt in this country um, has really ballooned. Um, how do you see it? And what are you hearing from folks in the Southern California area, the kids that you're talking to and their parents? Yeah, so I think if you look at the numbers, I think the uh, as of June 2023, it's exceeded a trillion dollars in credit card debt, which is up in the last two years, I think, over 15%. And I think there's good reasons for it now that some of the lessons of the pandemic are going to come into focus. Uh, the tremendous stimulus that was put into the economy by the government while people were not spending caused a significant increase in the amount of savings. And when life got back to normal to some extent and people were starting to spend, that is what has driven the economy. And that is what I think has at least saved us from the recession up to now. Uh, So, yeah, it has been an epidemic. Um, I think even more now than ever before, understanding credit card debt, understanding how it accumulates, 
understanding how to keep your spending limits uh, in, in tow, understanding credit scores. All these things are extremely important. And we go into a lot of inner city schools. Uh, again, a lot of these uh, young adults are not part of the general economy. Um, some, a lot of them are on, on lunch programs. Uh, but most of them have not had any conversations with a teacher, with a family member, with a friend. And we, I think, provide a vital service in coming in. And again, it's not that credit is bad. Credit is part of our life. It's but teaching young adults to be uh, aware of credit, what the pitfalls are and how to use it properly. But yeah, this is a, there's no better time to, uh, to have this topic uh, come up in the forefront. And Sharon, with rising interest rates, this has a huge detrimental effect. Uh, so if, as interest rates go up, just general interest rates, the APRs that are on these credit cards go up, meaning your debt that is that Jeff just mentioned is one trillion plus dollars could spiral really out of control. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that we really teach, uh, especially students that are going to be getting their first credit cards. And we'll talk a little bit about things that, you know, you can look to and what credit cards to look to and the importance of doing your research on what credit cards you're getting and understanding the terms such as interest rate and so forth. But, you know, I think the one thing that's really important to us is credit is not bad. Credit is important. Credit and having a credit report is very important. So I want to make it really clear when we go in, we're not trying to teach these kids that credit is bad. You need to be responsible that your credit report is like your um, is like your school report card. It's your character. And so I think that people have to be very careful in terms of selecting what credit cards they have. And, you know, credit cards are going to be important for emergencies and so forth. So, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be really important to take a look at you know, what credit card you get. And the better uh, credit report rating you have, the better interest rate you're going to get. And, so and that's another thing we're trying to teach. Go ahead, Jeff. I, I, and I was going to follow up, and maybe you can couch this in your follow-up, Jeff, is what do you tell a, a student? You're, you're in Southern California or one of your colleagues in another state. What do you tell a student directly when they're seeing this, this report of a trillion dollars in credit card debt. You don't tell them it's bad, oh. but ha go ahead, I'm sorry. One, one, one of my favorite slides, I think the most impactful slide in our whole presentation, and I think maybe Jeff, you've seen our presentation, yeah. is really to talk about what if you bought an iPhone and you made the minimum payments on that iPhone. Now, when we were doing this four or five years ago, the interest rate we were showing on the credit card was like 15, 16%, and we showed that if you did make the minimum payments, it would take you five years to pay off the iPhone. You would be paying off the iPhone 12 when the iPhone 17 came out. The fact that the interest rates now, I think the average interest rates on the credit cards are not 16%, but they're closer to 20%. Yep. I bet if we run the numbers, that five years becomes seven years. And that is, I think, the most impactful thing that we try to communicate is that all comes with keeping a balance, right? So credit cards are useful for emergencies, they're useful con for convenience. But unless you pay as much as you can each month, the problem with credit card debt is the accumulation over time. The, your mind plays tricks on you. You go and buy something, it's like, oh, I, you know, I open up a credit card, I sign for it, I just have to pay $40 a month. You don't really understand what type of debt you're getting into. And for the person who's making $30,000, $40,000 a year, to wake up four years down the road 
and with finance charges and show that they owe $7,500, there is no way out other than bankruptcy. So really trying to show young adults the impact of not paying off your credit every month or at least as much as you can, that I think is what I found is the aha moment where students and quite honestly, teachers have come after and said, wow, I wish I would have known that. So that, that is, I think, one of our big things. And one thing I was going to say on like that, I mean, when we're teaching that, the eyes go wide open on these students when they learn the concept of compounding, you know, <laughs> of interest every month. You know, it's not only what you're paying this month, but from last month and the month before. And they're shocked when they see, like in this thing that we were talking about with the iPhone, that, you know, you bought it, it was supposed to be $1,500 and you've now paid $3,000, you know, for it with interest over five years. And, so, and, and, and the flip side, look, we've always been taught, right, as young people growing up, you want to start saving early, right? Why do you want to start saving early? Just like your debt can compound significantly, your savings can compound significantly. So while we don't get into it as much in our truth and credit for the broader population that may be hearing this, saving when you're early is going to help you be more financially secure as you go towards retirement. So I have a son who's 25. He put his bar mitzvah money in stocks. You know, it's grown in the last 10 years. And, you know, he now has a little uh, a nest egg. So he, he won't have to rely on his inheritance. <laughs> and, and so he can retire. Uh, Sharon, I, I just want to point out uh, that I have an iPhone 10 and I've had it since about 2016. But that's that's a whole nother issue about the importance of and prioritization. But just to kind of round out this segment, because in our next segment, I want to talk about savings. Let's talk about parents because, uh, or a parent, they're usually helping their child. Maybe they're co-signing for that credit card. They're, they're a signator on the credit card. What do you convey to them? Because you don't just want to, as a parent, you want to be able to provide. You want to do all the things Jeff's articulating, get credit, understand the, the, how to manage it. But at the same time, it's that balancing act of being a parent and saying, all right, you're not just going to go out and buy all this food or buy that new iPhone 20 that's coming out this year. Right. Well, I think one of the things that we talk about a lot is uh, this concept of a secured credit card and the importance. It's almost like I say it's a, a training credit card for people. And that is that you put in the bank collateral of a certain amount and you are able to charge up to that amount each month. No more. So it kind of puts a stop on what you're able to uh, you know, afford each month. And I think it's been really helpful. There's a, there's a um, uh, it's called Nerd Wallet. It's an app that you can go onto and you can look and it helps you look at different types of credit cards. One for the interest rates you were talking about, Jeff, earlier and the terms and so forth, but also you, know, you can look for secured credit cards. And I think as a parent, I think it's really important I mean, most of the schools we go into, Jeff, do not, a lot of these kids do not have or use their parents' credit cards. They just don't. And the parents might not even have credit cards. Um, but, you know, the, we try to teach them that when you turn 18, getting a secured credit card in your own name is really important. And, you know, parents are learning from their kids as well. You know, when they go back home and they tell them about what they've learned, we've uh, gotten emails back from people saying, you know, thank you. This was very helpful from teachers, like Jeff said, uh, for them. Let, let yeah. me add something, Jeff. So with my sure. kids, what I've done to deal with the issue of spending is I put them on budgets. I've had them come up and be thoughtful starting around when they're 13 and 14. 
and basically go through what they need for their hobbies, what they need for food with friends, entertainment, clothing, et cetera, and to come. And the point was not to limit their spending uh, than what they were doing, but for them to be thoughtful and mindful of their spending. And I think too many parents don't do that. They give, as you said, the credit card and they just pay the bill. But what I found is that has enabled my children as they grow up to make decisions. Do I want two pair of pants that are going to cost $40 each or do I want a, one pair of pants or 80? Do I want quality? Do I want quantity? And to make those decisions. And now that my son is 26 and living on his own in Chicago, I see the results of it. And at least it, that's one thing I succeeded on, I can say, um, in teaching. Uh, yeah, yeah one sure. thing I would say that's made it actually, I see that with the kids. My, I have a 13 year old, but to make it easier for parents, a lot of times people are now giving their kids Apple Pay or access to Apple Pay. And a lot of times parents are not monitoring what their kids are spending on Apple Pay. So while it's a good thing to be able to have Apple Pay, I think it's also like Jeff was saying, you got to teach responsibility and connection with using uh, Apple Pay. Yeah. I mean, no one's saying you got to be a monk. At the same time, you got to balance what you're spending and prioritizing. And look, that's a skill as well. Sharon, Jeff, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about empowering children and, and adults to save. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Sharon, Jeff, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Thank Thanks, Sharon. Yeah, uh, great conversation. Sharon, I want to come back to you. And we had a great conversation on credit. But there's a large population, maybe not large, but a substantial population of people in this country that don't even have bank accounts. They're called the unbanks. And let's talk to them for a few minutes. Let's talk to them about the, Jeff talked about the power of compounding, but the importance of having a savings account having a budget and starting early for the benefit of compounding. Right. So, I mean, I think a lot of, you know, times these kids, a lot of kids have jobs, you know, starting maybe late junior seniors in school, 
um, or, you know, in college, during college. And, you know, it's it's so important. We try to teach kids. You, you, you need one, you have to have a parent needs to help you open a bank account in your own name, both a checking account and a savings account. And, you know, the importance of every time you get a paycheck, put a little bit of your paycheck, could be even be $5 of your paycheck into that savings account. To one, start training yourself to start learning how to save. And like Jeff said, even if it's $5, you know, you're going to start compounding. You're going to start getting interest on that. It's going to start growing. But I think it's really important for parents to kind of, to, to, you know, to teach their kids and to help them to, you know, start saving early. My kid, I have a 13-year-old. He started a dog walking business. And, you know, we, we basically opened a bank account for him and he gets his Venmo and the money goes straight. He puts it right into his bank account. And, you know, we're learn we're teaching him how to save, you know, and he, we opened a savings account. And to see that money growing is really exciting for kids. Yeah. And, and Jeff, just going back to our credit card conversation for a second and interest rates. Now, some of these, what's really great is some of these money market funds, these savings accounts, uh, even certificates of deposit, the interest rates on those are significant or significantly higher than they have been, which means it's even more attractive to put even a little bit amount of money into a savings account or a money market account for the long haul. And look, there are a lot of things that we would all tell our younger selves. The thing I would tell myself is maintain your hair, but also ensure that you start saving as soon as you can. Yeah, and, and that's right. And also it's it's to understand the different bank accounts because I have a couple of different bank accounts. My checking account doesn't basically generate any interest, but then I have a high yield uh, uh, money market account that does. And then there is investing in treasury bills. So yes, while over the last decade, before the last year or so, uh, interest rates were so small on save money, it didn't, didn't make sense. Money was really cheap. But now in a different environment, savings and getting as much as you can on interest. Because look, what you at least want to do with your cash, you don't want to put it under the bed. You want to have it grow. If it's not going to grow the rate of inflation, you want to have it just grow part of the rate of inflation. Because when we were at 8 9% inflation, even if you were earning 4% on your money, you were coming out behind. But it's better to be 4% than 0%. But really under, understanding that, and it's just a different environment that a lot of people have been growing up in the last 10, 15 years because everyone had been used to such free money and, and lack of really any return on your cash. Yeah, don't yeah, keep and, the money just sitting there on your Venmo account. Transfer some of it to your savings account and your bank account importance. Yeah, really good po point because I think it was the Federal Trade Commission or, one, or CFPB, the Consumer Finance Protection Board, that said that money is not FDIC insured typically in these Venmo or app sharing accounts. And I want to go back to something we were talking about before, Sharon, with the unbanked. And generally people are unbanked, either they don't know or they're concerned about the banking system. But the banking system, if it is a FDIC insured bank, which you can see on the label at the bank, it's FDIC, it's, it's insured up to $250,000. So your money is just not going to be an aberration if you put it away into one of these banks. It's going to be there for the long haul, and it's insured by the federal government up to $250,000 per account or per person. I think that's very important to teach people. I think you're right, Jeff. I think a lot of people don't understand that. And um, people are scared of banks, especially with these bank failings and so forth. And the general public just says, oh, I'm going to keep it under my under my bed, you know. Um, but I think that that's something really positive that you said to, to educate people on that. 
Well, yeah. even go one one further. I mean, you know, there's there's a cottage industry. I'm not sure how cottage of payday loans, right? People who get paid by check, whether they're construction workers or people, you know, with a lower paying jobs, they go in and they get the cash, but they pay a lot for it. Um, if you had a bank account and you were able to deposit, maybe it would take two, three days. And maybe that's too much for some people, but you wouldn't have to pay those fees. So again, educating people that there are alternatives to giving away a lot of your hard-earned money on payday loan fees, having a bank account is one way to combat that. Yeah, and they're and they're through the roof. I mean, those those fees, those rates are almost as high, or maybe even higher in some cases than credit cards. Guys, I need I've got about two minutes left, and I want to cover budgets because the savings piece really works well with a budget. And Sharon, I'll start with you. How 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 difficult is it to to start a budget to get, to get someone who maybe doesn't know to understand all their different expenses or what their expenses could be school lunch maybe some school clothing maybe some school books savings to, to build that for themselves yeah yeah i i think that uh, you know there's a lot of uh, actually free software out there i don't have a specific name of one in particular that i use i use excel but to help people how to learn how to budget, wherein you put in the amount of money you have, and then it has suggested categories about, you know, like you were saying, whether it's school lunches or clothing or, um, you know, school trips that you need to pay for, uh, books and so forth, gifts, you know, for friends' birthdays, those kinds of things. So, you know, you might not think of all the categories, but these will kind of walk you through what those categories are. And then each month just kind of inputting you know, that information, uh, you know, one, how much you have for each of those categories, and then keeping track each month about how much you are spending in each of those categories. And a lot of times credit cards, when you do have a credit card, it does break down the categories of, um, it can, you can set it, set it up so you break down the categories of where you're spending your money. So that helps you with your budgeting process. Yeah, Jeff, and I want to, I want to round it out with you. And I just want to point out that when I was a kid and going for school lunch, a slice of pizza was a buck and a Twix bar was 50 cents. So a lot has changed. It's gone up explicitly, but let's talk, let's kind of round out the budget conversation. It's not hard to do. All it takes is a little bit of effort. Well, but you know, I think there's a, there's a fundamental point that we try to get through to our, our kids or young adults where we're talking to them. And it's the difference between needs and wants, right? It's something that sounds kind of condescending when you talk to someone, but if you sit down and you're writing that list that Sharon talks to you about, shelter, Okay, that's a need. Clothing, that's a need. Um, entertainment, restaurants, those are wants. And I think to have the mindset of going in and listing out what is it you actually need to survive and what is you want and how to allocate those. So it's not difficult, but most people don't do it. And I think most people don't do it because they haven't had the training. And that's, again, something we want to put in the minds of these young adults as they near financial independence or trying to become independent to try to give them the tools that are going to help them get there. Yeah. And just one thing, Jeff, on that, we have a video in our clip. I think it's great. To, it's, it's, you know, Steve Martin uh, talking about money. If I don't have the money, do I buy it? And, uh, you know, over and over, keep saying, no. Okay, if I have the money, can I buy it? Yes. So it's trying to teach people don't buy things if you don't have the money to pay for it. Of course, there are emergencies, but that's really important to Jeff's point. If it's important, you need it. Use the money. If not, 
think about whether you have the money to cover it or not. Yeah, really good points. Well, Jeff, Sharon, great to talk to you as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for the tips. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thank you, Thanks Jeff. So Thanks. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, somebody you think we should talk to? Drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. Don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.